Welcome to Glass Onion Minute. I am your host, Austin Pryor, joined once again by Luke Allen. This is minute number 24 of Glass Onion, which starts at 0 hours, 23 minutes and 0 seconds and runs until 0 hours, 23 minutes, 59 seconds and 24 frames. The minute starts with the number 50 as an answer to the question of how many staff it usually takes to run this place. We learn about the bedroom assignments being based on the chakras most associated with each guest, associated by Miles, that is. And we get to hear an original Philip Glass composition, albeit a short one. It ends with Birdie's outsized gratification at Miles assigning her the sacral chakra. Uh, yeah, so response to this minute? Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, actually. Like, I did... Even in just rewatching it before doing this one, I did I did have a, a couple of chuckles, which was nice for a film that I didn't like. Uh, so it's yeah, I I enjoyed um, the. Uh, well, wait, I wait till we get to the, the specific point. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, but yeah, there was there was one gag which I was chatting with Austin about just before we hit record that I, I genuinely yeah I really appreciated and as a whole yeah I'm this this the film still had me at this point yes so, yeah, yeah yeah you're you're in you're still hooked um, yeah so he, he Miles doesn't want us to think of this he doesn't want himself to think of this as a rich a hole house and. Uh, I just think, yeah, it's just so, it, it's so kind of the, the outsized ego and then this like little smidgen of self-awareness that realizes like, yeah, this is kind of a bit much. This is kind of the level of opulence, the level of expense and extravagance that he has gone to on this <laughs> is like. Know. Look, I sent everyone home. I just want to have a normal weekend with my old friends like the old days, right? I mean, see, look, that's the thing. This isn't just a rich asshole house. It's, it's it's not even a house. It's a it's a commune for creativity. But then he can justify it because it's like you know it's a commune for art and like Birdie is the only one who falls for that. You know what I mean? That's just beautifully done. And it's like I I can kind of sympathize though because like if I were rich and I wanted to build big things, that's definitely how I would justify it to myself. Um, that it would be all yeah. kind of, well, it's for art and it's for, um, you know, and it would be a commune. Oh, amazing. I, I would actually build something that had actual people in it who were making art and doing, you know what I mean? It's like, yes. that's kind of a, you know, that's a dream of mine that I would love to, to have. Uh, you know to have like a hub of people doing amazing creative stuff and his idea of um a collective or, or or a commune is like a completely empty massive building and then like him and five of his friends go into it you know for yeah, for a murder the, the mystery whole, weekend yeah the whole use of the word commune though i kind of helps this sort of cocky pretentious hippie vibe yeah um Oh, it's perfect, and it's so like it. it's yeah. so detached from a commune. Like, it's a commune, except it's all owned and controlled by one dude. You know, <laughs> it's so preposterous. But like that is pure Silicon Valley. It's taking, like, taking ideas from the left, from grassroots movement, from Hinduism, Buddhism, and like 
stripping out the meaning and any kind of work and sacrifice that needs to go into you know achieving enlightenment or or you know uh, improving yourself and just taking the like the most like surface level detail and saying yeah i'm that you know um like the ipod is uh really minimalist uh and and it's all white therefore like i'm inspired by zen buddhism you know it's like get out and walk like not a notion there's nothing to do with zen buddhism you know it's the absolutely most most uh superficial understanding of what zen buddhism is not that not that i have a deep understanding but i don't go around saying that my you know that i'm inspired by zen buddhism and and you know uh and like everything in apple you know and everything steve jobs did was like all about desire and like fetishizing devices and objects and making them like you know it's exactly the opposite of buddhism you know what i mean instead of being free from desire we're like stoking the flames of desire we're making our we're imbuing our products with all of this kind of meaning which is just pure fetishism there's nothing to do with um with with buddhism yeah it's just it's just like pure silicon valley bs it's perfect yeah it, it it really kind of hits the vibe and i i just i do just love this kind of setting it's sort of rich, rich man who's kind of just like a kid who just wants to play around and yeah. and wants to pretend he knows what he's doing when he doesn't and it's yeah, yeah it's it's beautiful and it's you know it it's playing with an archetype that we're all so familiar with um and it kind of sets us straight in very well yeah uh, so then we get to I think your uh, favorite moment here is the dong by Philip Glass. Dong. Yeah, well, that was. Uh, I just really enjoyed the the, the the sort of surrealism of that gag. I, yeah. I liked it when 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 it was just like, what was that? And he's like, oh, it's it's the hourly dong. Yeah. I, I just. Well, what is that? That's the hourly dong. You know, I got Phil Glass to compose that. Who's Phil Gas? I, I think I probably would have preferred it w- if the gag had left there and he'd not gone into who it was composed by. Like, I liked that. But I right. also feel like I would have preferred the very quick kind of, let's not talk anything more about it. Yeah, and just treat it yeah I get that. But I like, feeling. I love the way it's the, the, like, it's just such a, you know, rich dude thing to do. And it's also, it just kind of reminds me of like, Microsoft hiring Brian Eno to do the Windows sound and stuff like that, which they which they did, and just you know people, uh, yeah, it, it that does happen in real life where you know some really big respected composer or producer will be hired to do something that like, come on, it's half a second long and it's well that's it, I, like, it's, it's loads so, of people funny, could do yeah. something just as good as that, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I like that, and obviously you know he hasn't shown himself as a as a composer but he's shown that he does have his own musical skills um so the idea of bringing someone else in yeah yeah well was it miles yeah with the guitar yeah yeah miles yeah absolutely um yeah so the idea that he brought someone in to to basically play a note yes um is just kind of an expression of hey look i have lots of money and sing Um, the word dong which i presume that would have been you know as a professional singer that uh, Philip Glass, you know, yeah. Philip Glass doesn't perform, so you know, it would have been like, it's, it's and good. it would have been a yeah. lot of studio time and a lot of like, you know, to get it right. What I love about it is the way it's mixed. 
signifies to me that it's on it's being played simultaneously on a number of hidden high quality speakers um, yeah, yeah. and if it was any other movie i would say oh, they should have mixed it to to sound like it was coming from a real place but because i know the attention to detail this guy has uh, that the character has and that ryan johnson has i was like yeah that's a deliberate choice it's meant to sound like it's not mixed because he's probably using like you know uh wave cancellation wave bouncing technology to you know make it sound like it's coming from everywhere at once and stuff and it's like yeah <laughs> you know i uh i i would definitely give ryan johnson enough credit to ha have a reason you know have that reason behind why it sounds like it's just mixed in instead of being kind of worldized as they say yeah there's a certain you know when you reach the caliber of filmmaker like ryan johnson you kind of you assume that anything that stands out is intentional exactly yeah you know yeah. and it's 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 kind of i remember having a conversation once again this is a bit it's a little bit different but it's kind of like you know it's like whenever you see a mirror in a film it's yeah. like they didn't just that wasn't incidentally there no so there must there must be a reason and it's kind of it's kind of like that it's like well ryan johnson wouldn't just yeah just not bother in the mix yeah um yeah, totally. he, he would he, there would be a reason behind that and yeah it's it's good. It's, it's funny and like. Uh, but he does say it's an hourly dong, so that's what I in thought. this, so, so must, I think we should expect yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. I know. I I know. I should remember, but yeah. I just, yeah. Yeah. Wow. You really. <laughs> this really yeah, didn't grab that, you. <laughs> that feels really. Uh, I, I. It felt like it probably was really relevant. Yeah. But yeah, honestly, after about an hour in, I just. I was like, oh, look, I've got an email. And then wow. <laughs> just kind of flowed down. It was, I, I promise this isn't how I normally watch films. This just didn't, <laughs> something didn't work uh, at all. No, no, if it didn't, if it didn't grab you, it didn't grab you. You know what I mean? That's, uh, that's how it is. Yeah. So, so the, then we get these like haptic feedback wristbands, which are kind of, again, just so spot on for un unnecessarily, um, elaborate like Silicon Valley solutions to um, problems that don't exist you know the problem of uh, how to find your way to a room um, you know I suppose the place is big enough that it's hard to find this actually reminds me a lot of um, a, a film we've both guested on the Movies by Minutes podcast of uh, which is Ex Machina so um, when when um, the guy from about time comes to the island <laughs> comes to the room not the island the remote location where um um when donald leeson goes to the remote location where oscar isaac is already there i can't believe i didn't remember donald leeson's name i'll have my irish card taken away from me um but they, when when he arrives uh you know he's given all this like special card and it like it takes a picture of him and it like laser etches his face onto a metal card and then he uses that and it accesses all the right rooms that he's allowed into and not, and not the ones that he's not allowed into and there's just all these rules to it and it's all these and it's just like you know needlessly elaborate and kind of welcoming you Mikasa Isukasa but at the same time telling you where to go and in this case you know it it leads you by haptic feedback now i've seen haptic systems that lead you to a certain direction but they use left and right uh 
you know that it would need co- contact on left and right hand for 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 it to work for me um because like there was a, a great system i saw years ago of like um for somebody on a bike that you would have haptics in the handlebars so that you could give like turn by turn gps directions without having a screen to look at that's distracting and you know you want to look at the scenery and you want to get like subtle little hints on where to go and so it tells you you know left or right based on the the haptics and i thought that was a cool design and that's what you know so this will have to just kind of the haptics in this wristband will basically have to operate on the basis of like hotter colder hotter colder because you don't get a left and right orientation with them okay let's stop talking and actually start hanging out and having fun your rooms are assigned by the chakra that i most closely associate with each of you i know go with it okay your biorhythm monitor is the key to your room it'll lead you to the room using haptics i think what's also just is done very well um is it's a level of it's like high tech oh, this guy's rich, look at all this great technology he has. But it's not like over-the-top, isolates you, the audience, sci-fi kind of... No, it's it, all, it, it's it's all like achievable with, like, with existing technology, just yeah. just ridiculously like wealthy people stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it is, it is quite fascinating, is that like, you know, a lot of the, the sort of movies of like the, I don't know, even like going to like the 80s or 90s, the idea of the future and the technology you might yeah, have yeah. is like everyone has these robots yeah. it's like a big thing everything whereas there's a lot of like technology here like there's um you know a lot of like big high-tech stuff exists like you know i know someone who's worked in like mind control stuff and things like that yeah. but like we don't all know about it and it's not all like big and grand and yeah well it doesn't all it doesn't all day. end up being a product you know what i mean like mind yeah. control research i'm sure hasn't really gone much of anywhere you know what i mean and we like the the mind control abilities of you know silicon valley uh uh like you know the like facebook and the other platforms their ability to manipulate your behavior exists and has been documented but has been like grossly overstated by the companies themselves as a marketing ploy yes and and grossly overstated by people who are like who mean well and are criticizing them but are kind of kind of buying into um their own marketing guff and 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 like being a bit hysterical about the way they talk about the power that silicon valley has over our brain it's like it's not they're not yeah, that I good. I, also, you know. I should I should say as well, like the um, the level of mind control that I personally know of uh, through the people I know is more of the controlled by your mind than intrusive mind control. Oh, sorry, it's my like, yeah yeah no, sorry. It's fine. So it's my words, so brain brain control. I think yeah yeah. yeah. So bra- yes, yeah, mind just, control is like is like a, a sci fi yeah. trope of controlling somebody's mind. You yes, mean yeah. like? I mean, there is a there is a level of yeah. The uh, I I know we've. I had conversations with this but I'm trying to be vague just in case I've been like told stuff I'm not supposed to know I, I don't you. think so I think I think they're good but like it's like yeah like certain things where like if you think go up go yes. down go left yeah. go right it kind of you know that, that, that sort of thing more than anything but it's like I know that that sort of technology exists but also like I don't know how far it goes and yeah it, it and so it doesn't kind of yeah scare me it, yeah uh, in, in any way 
Um, and, and I don't know what the point I was trying to make was. <laughs> no, uh, just the, oh, yeah, the level was, of technology the, the here level, in this movie yeah, it's, it's doesn't here, go into not, the sci-fi yeah. silliness um, yes. that it just goes based on, on what's available now. However, I think the only exception is the the kind of um, the men in black thing uh, as it was called the the gun yes, that you whole, shoot like, into oh yeah you don't which is, have covid anymore kind of yeah, yeah which is a funny which is a good gag and it's basically but it, in a way it's a gag that goes a, against the the rest of the film up to this point which is like I poking agree, fun yeah. at um uh, you know these rich guys and this kind of adds again playing into the hype and saying oh these rich guys probably have their own vaccine that you just uh, shoot into somebody's throat and it works straight away and you can't was get it, COVID was anymore. it a Trump um, comment by the way yeah the whole when he gets sprayed it and then he's like oh is that some sort of disinfectant that felt like I don't know when this was written specifically but that felt like a direct comment on Trump on Trump's disinfectant and if we could get it into the bloodstream yeah yeah, yeah. I don't really get what the point was. Yeah, yeah. Well, I well I know what the point was from a filmmaking point of view. I think well, it was. I don't want to get into it too much because it was previous uh, minutes and it's already been discussed. But basically, you you've got to get you've got to have an excuse for the film to be set in the pandemic, but then you want by the time they get to the island, you don't want them to be worrying about masks and all of that, and you don't. Um, so you kind of just want to sweep that aside with something that works on everyone and is a bit of a magic um it's a bit of a lamp lighting moment because you're you're making a joke out of it and calling out the fact that this is kind of silly and nobody has this and they're like what is this so we do you know but it works and um and uh it's yeah so i think i think that's really what it does it 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 gets the pandemic out of the way for the rest of the movie in the sense that while it can still be involved in the plot um that that it just we don't have to worry about disinfecting surfaces and wearing masks all the time and social distancing for the rest of the film for these characters you know and um i think you could have equally done it with them just ignoring it and just saying okay let's all just say we're in a pod um but yeah this... or they've just they all tested before they got there like yeah yeah i know that i don't it it but that that was the one instance like I wasn't going to bring it up, uh, but like that was the one instance in which I did feel like I was taken out of it a little bit, admittedly. It, yeah, it kind of it when was, it when it happened, it went it it came and went. Yes, and like, about a minute later, I forgot about it. But like when it happened, it was a little bit like get get settled in, change. Let's meet up at the pool. We'll have a chill afternoon, and then the game begins. <gasps> Stay, girl. <laughs> you know me, Miles. The sacral chakra, which I well, it's, that's what I've heard it as, but um, the sacral chakra, um, and uh, yeah, that's the the only chakra that we find out was assigned to anybody was Birdie being associated with the with the sacral chakra, and she just is so giddy with delight about this and i had to look this up because i mean i've heard of the chakras and i've heard the names before but i don't know anything about them and um uh yeah so the sacral chakra is um it's it's called by some the sex chakra but uh, i think that's a bit reductive it's to do with like 
sexual expression, sensuality and um, intimacy and like increases your intuition and enhances creativity and creative expression. So it's like it's to do with um, sexuality, but also creativity and um, it is blocked by fear, especially fear of death. So that's the kind of things that are written about it. And it is, um, yeah, the the fact that Birdie would be into that and into the chakra side of things is perfect for her character. And uh, and the fact that you know Miles would kind of like kind of cut her a break and and assign her that one out of as a little treat instead of assigning it to um to whiskey which would be a bit on the nose but what i love is when she's reacting to it and kind of it makes her kind of flirt with miles again that whiskey has this quite you know strong visible reaction where she's just rolling her eyes and going like ugh birdie you know um which of course is from what we've seen already we know that she and Miles are very flirty and, um, you know, to an inappropriate level and uh, that there's there's probably something going on there. And then what we, you know, so that like she's, Whiskey's kind of jealous, but she's like in a position where she has no right to be jealous because she's, you know, supposedly with Duke and everything. So it's just, again, the level of interpersonal stuff that's going on and everybody just absolutely bringing their a game in terms of acting and nailing their characters it's just such a delight to watch all this play out yeah yeah i I definitely but yeah so um so basically just to to to, so you can catch up it was just me talking about the like the number of interactions the sacral chakra her getting you know Mm. and then and then um what i was saying is everybody is like firing on on all cylinders as actors and they're just really knocking it out of the park you know what i mean yes yeah just that was no reflection on the quality of what you were saying don't don't worry at all i absolutely (laughs) understand it and my brain is fried we've only got one more to do um so so just can you give me a Mm. any kind of little response there and we'll we'll move on then yeah um yeah no i agree i think and I think the the performances and all the interactions are just are just so so lovely in this film. I kind of reiterated throughout all the episodes we've done um, thus far this week that like the performance, the, the characters and their their chemistry and stuff, and the yeah the the casting is is perfect mm-hmm. through everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the characters, which is one of my yeah. problems, but they are clear characters and yeah. Normally, I can get behind a film in which I don't like the characters. So, like, yeah, but like, I don't know what, it is. what what surprises me about this is that like you you find the characters you know unlikable in this, but you presume you didn't like the characters in uh, Knives Out either. Yeah, I guess not. I I'm it could you know I'm fully willing to admit it could be the circumstances in which I've. I watched each of the films as well that that played a part. I could have just been more willing to to kind of take on the journey. I don't know, or maybe I I appreciated the setting and the and the homages and the and everything more in the first one that that carried me. Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen it. I think the last time I saw it was when I did uh, the guest spot on on the original Knives Out. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't I I honestly don't know, and I'm happy at some point to to watch this through again. Because I was this time, you know, first time I saw Glass Onion, I zoned out and I thought maybe I was just not in the right zone. And maybe 
it could be the same now. Like, <laughs> it could be. I mean, clearly, I'm like half here. Yeah. So may- maybe I just wasn't awake enough, wasn't focused enough, wasn't allowing myself to go on that journey. Yeah. Like, the, the movie definitely has flaws, and they may, you know, yeah. they may not have been uh, forgivable for you because you weren't, you know, the, the rest wasn't carrying you along mm. enough. But then um, similarly, I, you know, I couldn't write, like, a, a critical review or, like, a critical analysis of, like, what was wrong with the film. Yeah. Because I don't know. I yeah. just, it just, it just didn't, didn't get say. me. Yeah. Maybe... It was a little bit like, oh, when's lunch? Yeah, like, yeah. Also, it's also it's homework when you have to watch yes, a movie and you've so. got to watch it by a certain time and stuff as well, um, because we were yeah. quite tight scheduled to do this. Um, but yeah, anyway, I, I look, it's not as if weekend, it's not as yeah. if the film is perfect and there's and that the film is in no way to blame for you not enjoying it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, but similarly, you know, anyone I don't know why anyone would be listening to this if they haven't seen the film. But if anyone hasn't seen the film, don't take like my word as gospel because I've just been like talking about the the great work of the Mamma Mia movie. <laughs> and, like, you know, it, it's like put put it in context. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah. Don't don't listen to me. I like Mamma Mia. Um, no, I get you. Um, but uh, but yeah. So uh, so I will I'll wrap up now by saying uh, thank you for joining me once again, and uh, we'll do one more day us two tomorrow. And uh, so, do you have any plugs to give in the meantime? Um, yeah. So I will I will save one of the other plugs for tomorrow's. Um, so what I will plug now is a show that I'm very occasionally on, but is well worth listening to, uh, which is called Budgeons and Dragons, uh, which oh. is a a sort of... I've never actually played actual D&D, yeah. weirdly, but it's a... Um, it, it, you wake up, uh, you can play kind of... We all come in very kind of comical, absurd characters, and you wake up and your mum just tells you you've got to go and buy her a scratch card from the nearby Budgeons, and uh, it's... Surprisingly Budgeons, hard to I do suppose, so. is uh, like a corner is shop a, chain a, in the UK. Yes, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. One that is hardly there anymore, but yeah, it, it works for the pun. Um, so it's yeah. So you've got that, and just yeah, the the DM throws is Eddie O'Keefe throws everything at you, trying to make it not work. You know, it's right. like oh, roll a dice to see whether you get hit by a car as you cross the road, yeah, kind of yeah. thing, and it's very very hard to to win. But similarly, myself and lots of other people. Um, are probably less focused on winning and more focused on making our characters funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a really good listening experience. That sounds and, cool. You know, it's 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 probably like as a listener because I've only been on a few of them, so I listen to it a lot of the time. It it feels like almost like an audio drama. You know, yes. watching these cats go on their journey. But yeah, I've um, I appear every now and again. My personal favourite being Buckingham Bear, who is like an uppity version of Paddington Bear. Great. Um, who uh, yeah, there there are some political underlying terms as to what political party Buckingham Bear may align to <laughs> but I will leave that to the listeners uh, own intention but yeah that's Budgeons and Dragons which you can get on on most uh, podcasts podcatchers and the likes good stuff so listeners um, if you want to reach out to us and uh, follow the show on Twitter you can do so at Glass Onion Min all one word and um while you're listening make sure you're subscribed on whatever podcatcher you're listening on and um, make sure you rate and review as well that helps the show so all that remains to be said is adieu see you tomorrow for another 
Class on you in a minute. Thank you.